0: Welcome to the Money Stepper podcast, question 17. Should I buy a house if I'm going to move in the short term? So today's question comes from Danny. And Danny says, I currently have about £40,000 in savings in various forms. I've been looking at a property for a long time, but so far I've never been able to commit to a location where I've got enough funds. I've noticed a one-bedroom flat in the studenty area of town for around 80000 It's not a bad location for myself to get to work, so I could happily get a buy-to-live mortgage there. Considering I can put half the value down as a deposit, I should get a decent rate. The problem is that come April, it's a little up in the air as to where I'll be. I'll either still be at the same place of work, or I may have moved somewhere else. What's the likelihood and the hoops I'd need to jump through to be able to change the mortgage to a buy to rent? The property can get rental of 475, according to the details, so about a 7% return minus the mortgage costs. If I were to rent it, it would probably be to students, mainly postgrads, and it's not too far from town so to maybe young professionals. Do you have any thoughts on the feasibility of this? My family would still be here, so I'd be able to rely on them to day-to-day look after the house if there was any issues and I wasn't there. Right, <laughs> long question, Danny. Let's tackle it from both sides. Firstly, your question is whether it's easy to change from a residential mortgage to a buy-to-let mortgage. Well, it's possible. As long as you don't sign up to any residential mortgage which has overpayment charges, usually they're the ones within the fixed term, so you get a two-year fix at a certain rate, but within that period, you'd have to pay 2 or 3% of the whole mortgage if you were to try and change your mortgage product. So avoid those, and you simply should be able to remortgage after six months on any variable rate from your residential mortgage to a buy-to-let when you move out of the property. Alternatively, on many mortgages, you can perform a consent to lease for a fixed fee and you should keep your variable rate Uh, depending on the mortgage, to have a talk with the mortgage providers. Regarding which mortgage providers will offer you the best rates and the best flexibility there, I'd recommend that you speak to a whole-of-market independent mortgage advisor who specialises in both residential and buy-to-let, and you speak to them about your position, and they can guide you through what is available. However, there's a huge precursor to all of this, Danny, and it's whether this is a good move financially and whilst I understand your desire to get on the housing ladder, the normal arguments about not wasting money on rent, it's important to understand the figures before you just jump in. Basically, you've got two, two options that you could consider here. You could either buy now or you could continue renting. So your first option, you buy now for 80 grand. Or will say that you need £5,000 of your savings that you already have for your emergency fund. You need 3000 to put aside for moving costs, which will include you know, new furniture, decorating, legal fees, product fees for your mortgage, surveying costs and all kind of things like that. That will leave you with a deposit of £32,000 from your savings to put on a flat that's worth £80,000, so that would be a 60% loan to value. Uh, we'll say for the ease of maths in the comparisons that you go with interest only and you can bag yourself a good deal at 2.8% interest. Okay, So in the next six months, if you take that out in October, start of next month, and you think about how much your mortgage will cost you in the next six months of interest until April when you said that you might be moving, it will be £112 a month in mortgage interest. Alternatively, number two, you could rent yourself a house on a six-month contract. You could say £475 a month because you've just said in your question that you'll be able to let this property out of 475. So, presumably, there's other properties available for 475. You'll probably end up paying another 200 to £300 to a letting agent in fees when you move in. And you've got to think for that £35,000 that you would have invested in your house, you've now not So you'll be earning interest on that, we'll say 2%, given the amount it is, uh, which means you could earn interest a little shy of £60 per month. So we need to do a comparison of those costs. Uh, If you want to see this, it's easier to visualise when you can actually see it. Show notes, moneystepper.com forward slash question 17. The first option, buying, costs you £3,000 up front, and it costs you £112 per month for six months. So between October and April, you'll spend three thousand six hundred and seventy-two pounds. But we need to include capital growth on the property. We'll estimate uh, over six months. We'll conservatively say one and a half percent increase. So your annual increase about three percent, quite conservative based on historical house prices. And so you add another twelve hundred to that. So your net. Cost is the cost less the capital, um, so the the impact on your net worth will be a decrease by around £2,500. Second option, renting, costs you £415 per month, which is the rent of £475 less your interest of £60 that comes back in. That's going to decrease your net worth by £2,490. So financially over those six months, they are about the same from a financial standpoint. But there's things you need to think about. The longer you live in that flat, the better the buying option becomes. Because if you live in it yourself, uh, with the capital growth and the lower interest payment compared to the rent, then you're actually going to be financially better off by buying. So try and work out the likelihood that you're going to be there longer than April and try and build those probabilities into your maths for this comparison. Number 2, you need to think about risk. What happens if you buy the house and something breaks? The boiler explodes. Anything happens like that, you have to pay for it. So if it's anything major that happens like that during the time you're in that 6 months comparison, renting takes the lead as the better option. Then we come down to thinking about what happens when you leave, okay? Are you prepared to be a landlord? If you're buying a property purely for buy-to-let purposes today, would that property meet your criteria? You say there's some good good rental market there because it's in the student area plus young professionals in town, but you need to check all that kind of stuff. If you were going to do this, maybe you could spend the next six months researching everything you can about property investment and being a landlord to prepare you for it. Um, but the argument of your parents being around so they can deal with it may not be the best because what happens when, you're, when the boiler explodes at 3 o'clock in the morning Is that something you want your parents to have to deal with? So when you're building the figures for that, you might want to say when you're renting, can it cover um, the cost of being managed as well? Lots of options like that, but that's a kind of a whole different question that's going to come down the line. Last point, the point that people overlook very, very often is you're going to be hugely under-diversified, whether it's your home or it's a buy-to-let, but even more so if it is a buy-to-let. You say you've got £40,000 in the world. Well, if you buy this house, you're going to be throwing all of that £40,000, other than what I've kept aside for your emergency fund, into property. All of your future net worth is based on the fact that property prices will increase. Now, being invested 100% in any item, but actually you're invested more than 100% because you've also got debt on the property through the mortgage, is, it's quite a risk. And a lot of people follow that route, and a lot of people don't understand how under diversified they are in property uh, when they buy their own first house. So, given all that, the easy route is probably just to rent. But the financially, the longer that you're there after April next year, the better buying becomes as an option. What I want you to do, Danny, is I want you to have a look in the show notes. I want you to create a detailed Excel spreadsheet. I want you to put all the figures in there and try and Flex them with likelihoods of certain things happening to work out what you think is best for you. If I had to give my opinion, I'd say probably keep on renting if your job is up in the air. Because whilst the averages might make buying financially better, if something serious does happen, that could put you in a bad position in those six months. And equally, I don't want you to becoming a buy-to-let landlord accidentally. Um, That's often not the best way to get into it. And I don't want you to be completely under-diversified in your investments. So there we go. That's my advice. Head over to the show notes if you disagree with me. Or if you agree with me, I'd like to hear your comments on this as well. Equally, if you've got any other questions, you know the drill, head over to the show notes, head over to any article on Money Stepper, leave a question in there and I'll answer it via this podcast. Haven't had a plea for this for a while, but if you're enjoying the podcast and if you listen regularly, it would help me a bunch if you could leave a review for me on iTunes. If you just head over to the iTunes software, you can do it on your phone, your tablet or your computer. You'll see a link there in the podcast section to the Money Stepper podcast and you'll be able to leave a review directly on there. That would be hugely appreciated. Thanks, everyone.